When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show, with Dave, Honky, Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast Rapid Reaction. This is Honky, and I've got Mac with me. What's up, Redcasters? We finally have a victory to talk about. We're excited. It's a Saturday. We've been in the hot tub since the fourth quarter. You're welcome. When he says we, it's not just the two of us here. On Rapid Reactions, a lot of times we have uh, some of our friends from outside the podcast on. And today we have Believe in Fred. Uh, you'll find him at, at M-E-Beller23 on Twitter. Believe in Fred, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you inviting me. Uh, you invited me in your home, and, and to be a part of this is awesome. And the fact that uh, you, the two of you have invited me in the group is even, even better. So uh, thanks for having me. Look, it's been 300 and however many days since we've won a game, and many moons. There's plenty to critique, and we'll get into that a little bit today. We'll certainly get that into that more on Monday night when we record our, our show that will drop on Tuesday for the week. But look, as much as I want to critique, let's just start with the basis that we huh. won yeah, a game. Exactly. That, that we we are off the schneid, as as uh, Chris Berman used to say. You know. <laughs> It doesn't matter that they were they were winless. We were also winless. It doesn't matter that we got their b- backup quarterback in there, who probably will be their starting quarterback going forward. Yep. We also had a backup quarterback starting a game for us, and he is now one and zero. One zero, baby. Dang. I mean, the first half was one of the most enjoyable halves of football we've had in quite some time. The second half, well, you know. We ate a lot of chili and uh, <laughs> some jalapeno poppers, and then we jumped in the hot tub to save the game. All uh, Michigan State two years ago. So, I mean, I feel like we did our part, and then the Huskers did their part. Yeah, well, Mac and I, we've won the last at least three games that we've watched together. So I know next week I'm going to be making the trek up with Mac to uh, all of our hometown. Uh, believe in Fred is from Columbus as well. And we're going to go up to Columbus next week, Mac, and watch the Illinois game. So that's the that's the right kind of sauce that we need to, to get a second uh, victory in a row. And let's talk about this victory today for a second. Uh McCaffrey starts off his Husker career at one and zero, and I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just trying to think. When's the last time we've even had a guy, Mac? When, who's the last guy to go one and zero starting off as a quarterback? Uh, I mean, probably Tanner Lee. Oh shoot! You know, oh, well, you just blew up my whole point because you're right. I think he did beat like mm-hmm. South Alabama or one of those teams right away. But okay, let's take it to the next step. <laughs> you know, when's, <laughs> the, when's the last time someone went two and zero? Because that's what we. That's what this is all oh, about. Uh, Tanner it, Lee. <laughs> no, he, I, I know he lost to Oregon. I know he lost okay, to Oregon. All right, all right, so, but you know, that's the thing is that just to get that first start and and to have sixty minutes of tape now for him. Again, there are some things we can critique here. And we're going to get into some goals for the game that we posted this morning before the game started. We'll kind of go down those and and see where we succeeded and where we didn't. But look, we won the game. And for anyone to say, yeah, that was against an 0-4 team, guess what? Nobody would have given us any 
any leeway if we would have lost. Yeah. If we would have lost to that team and Penn State's one and three, no one would have cared two bits. Yeah, I give no credence to that that line of, of, of thinking whatsoever. And and I love I love Husker Nation. I really, really do. And I love the uh, amnesia that we all share as a fan base. It's like, <laughs> just win, just win, just win, just get a win. Don't care if we go oh and whatever, as long as we play a season. You know, we're up at half, and then it's just misery for the second half, and it's it's we're a terrible team, and yet we won the game. We won the game. Well, and I don't care if we win the game by one point until we win by seven, yeah. and it's not the way that I wanted to see because it, Because we right? were winning by 21. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. Well, let's go through the goals for the game. And we posted that, you know, we, should, we need to win the turnover margin, and that proved to be obviously Check. crucial here. I mean, to get the two turnovers that we had, one of them, Deontay Williams, stripping the ball, returning it for a touchdown. Also, Britt making that interception. Those are huge game-changing plays early in the game. That was a big deal for us. Um, We wrote down for a team team goal to have a maximum of four penalties, and specifically zero targeting and zero pre-snap penalties. Now, we had one pre-snap penalty. We did have the... Uh, very early in the game, we had the first, a the first, first drive, yeah, yeah, and that was on Ben Hart. And then what I would call it wasn't a penalty, but I would say a pre-snap issue uh-huh. we had was coming off of the um, change we, of possession, yeah, yeah, change and of possession, yeah. and we had to call a timeout because right. we had ten guys on the field. Mm-hmm. So again, things to clear up and clean up, right? Well, don't forget the third, right? But that was intentional. That was a good strategy, right? Let's let's get the five yards. That's so a good point. Better. That's a good yeah. point. We we did take another penalty on to kick a uh, you know a better angled uh, field goal. So that's I'm not fair. even going to count that fair. one. Minus one from whatever the. Total I certainly was. hope that was the strategy because he missed the first kick. So it's good that we got to. He blew the whistle. <laughs> whistles right whistles scare dis- people. It's distracting. I mean, people get scared. You used to train dogs. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Nobody whistles when you practice field goals. Oh my goodness! You know how important was that field goal? How important in hindsight could have uh, you know Cade Warner catching that touchdown that he didn't catch mm. in the first quarter? I mean, look. Look, you start dropping balls like that. When people make mistakes like that, those are the things that, that you know, you're going to lose some play time off of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling for, you know, Warner's head or anything like that, but I'm just saying those are the things that we can't afford to have right now. What It was a terribly interesting game and agonizing in a lot of ways, but that first series was was fascinating. You know, we have a penalty on the first drive, which everybody said we could not have. But we, we convert on the on the next series. We get a first down. And then we end up scoring on that drive and having to cur- uh, con- uh, excuse me convert a few third and longs to make that yeah. happen. So you make that happen, and it's fantastic. And we got and into the red zone. We got in the red zone, and we scored. From where? The one, two-yard line? And, and we, what did we do? We got in our center and snuck it right in. I don't remember if there was a guy on the red cast last week that said, inside the five, we need to be an under-center team. doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> but, but like that happened. But and then at the same time, we did have some self-inflicted wounds that we, it was crazy to watch. We didn't win the game in the trenches, and in, in my opinion, in no, this game. we not did not win close. the game in the trenches in this game, and yet we hung in there and won. Beller, you pointed this out during the game. We were getting whipped down there, maybe not whipped, whipped strong, but we were we had our hands full in the trenches, but we were able to weather that throughout the game and and, and pull it out at the end. I mean, I thought that was a great point. Yeah, I think the conversation that we had was. You know, we felt through, I think we all agreed, through three quarters, that they had the best of the offensive and defensive line, right? I mean, they, yeah. they had both sides. But, like, what I found super impressive, like, from what we've seen in, in, you know, recent history, was the fact that 
we weren't tired out in the fourth quarter. Yep. Right? Like, the line, especially on the um, offensive side early in, in the fourth quarter and then defensive late, got some push. And that was impressive and encouraging to see. Yeah, because to your point there, uh, believe in Fred, I mean, for two quarters there, I thought we were really getting pushed around pretty bad most of that second and third quarter. And the fourth quarter, I'm I'm very excited. None of us have had a chance to rewatch the game yet, but I'm excited to go back and rewatch it to see if my eyes were right at the time. But by the fourth quarter, there were a couple of moments where I saw us be able to withstand that. And that goes back to what you're saying from a development standpoint, from a tiring out. Maybe it was the fact that we have enough depth. I mean, I saw so many, I saw six, seven D linemen play today. So you start to get enough guys out there between development, between depth and mm-hmm. between strength and conditioning. We were able to, to withhold, you know, withstand against them. But I'll tell you what, Penn State in the trenches, that's a game that's going to benefit us, benefit us, I hope, big time here in a couple of weeks as we go and play a team like Iowa, yeah. who I know is getting their stuff together in the trenches. We need to play a game like this because um, I've been very bullish through the first, you know, two games of the season saying we look like a Big Ten line, a Big Ten team. And there were times today I didn't, I couldn't say that we looked like that. So I guess the fact that we can come out with a win, mm-hmm. that's very important. And these guys, look, they got beat up a little bit. I think our guys have to get back and heal up for you know a week. Yeah. And I think they, they have to have a different perspective now going into next week. And, and uh, they had something happen to them I don't think they quite had happen the, the first two games. Listen, the Big Ten Conference is a grind, and there's not going to be any weeks off um, this season. And... You know, we brought Cam Jurgens back this week, which was which was nice to see. Uh, but the offensive line had their hands full, and you know the snaps were not great this this week, which is crazy. Like we didn't have a great snapping game, and we still won the game. Mills, you know, it was my understanding he got hurt during the game, and for all the uh, the crowd of let's get Wandell going, you know, we did as much as we could to feature that guy. Um, the running game was was uh, tough sledding today. It really was tough sledding. And the passing game wasn't much better. It's interesting when you look at the stats. You know, we're such a paper tiger in a lot of ways and how we put up stats. And, you know, I know Gaspers is going to love this when he, when he sees it, but, like, the yards per point, probably one of our best games in the last who knows how many years. Um, and I know Rob was really big on Xavier Betts going into the season and saying what a difference he would make at wide receiver. And he came up – I'm sorry. It was me. I was saying that Xavier Betts was going to be a big difference as a wide receiver <laughs> and what a big recruit he was. And that guy looked smooth as butter. What a, let's hey, let's start having a conversation about how do we get Xavier Betts more involved. Sure. Well, let's look at the stats for a second. Uh, you know, 298 total yards. But, uh, you know, one of our pregame goals for the game was to get average five yards rush. And I'm just doing a quick count up right now. And I'm seeing 151 rushing yards on 38 attempts. Uh, that's 3.97 yards a rush. Not not awful. I mean, I don't want to say that's awful. It's almost it's basically four yards a rush. But we didn't hit our goal of five, and I think that showed at times. I mean, that's it, that those stats matter, and we didn't look like we were a great running team at times. And give some credit there to, to Penn State. Well, is that the third consecutive week that a quarterback's led us rushing for the team? Oh yeah, and I mean, and then our second leading rusher is Wandell. So I mean, still not even a running back. I mean, it's just kind of crazy how our, our rushing yards have been generated this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, another one of our stats' goal for the game was produce at least four chunk plays, basically twenty-five yards or more. And we probably were close on one or two. I know there was a run that Luke had right out of the, the mm-hmm. second half, but certainly you've got Xavier Betts's 
it's going to come down as a catch in the yeah. in the stat book. But yeah, really, fortunately you know, for McCaffrey, that that ends up as a pass. Yeah, that's a helpful. Even though, like, yeah, that was an, that was pretty much all behind the line of scrimmage. And man, save your bets! Holy cow, man. What a hands catcher, Bell, you and I talked about He looks this. different, he's, doesn't he? Oh, he's just a, he's a natural mm-hmm. ball receiving wide receiver and he doesn't he doesn't shy away from the moment. I mean he he's comfortable with the ball in his hand. He gets upfield quickly and he's stronger than he I don't know if he, he's if he's even stronger than he looks. He was skinny coming out of high school. He's mm-hmm. put on good weight right he now. Looks nice. yeah. He's gonna be he's mm-hmm. gonna be a force going forward. And and we need to get him involved just as much as we need to get Wandell involved. You know, Alante Brown and uh, Marcus Fleming are on milk carton someplace for this this day. I mean, I saw him there, but I, it was just like a yeah, and Omar a, yeah, distraction. Obviously. Omar Manning, you know, whenever he chooses to come and play, I'll mm-hmm. be excited to have him. But mm-hmm. uh, right now. There's no point in talking about him being any kind of factor in the offense. So the running back spot, you know, it, it sounds like you know Mills had some type of injury or something that kept him off the field basically the last two, three quarters of the game. Um, and we ended up seeing a lot of Wandell there at running back. I mean, this got to start to look a little bit like last year against you know Illinois yep. and, and some of that. And that's a, to me, it's a little distressing in the sense that, you know, Scott played some, but we also saw that Sevian Morrison was suited up. He was up. suited up. And Ronald Tompkins Ronald got Ronald Tompkins in there, got in there a little bit. Where is, you know, Ramir, right? I mean, we, mm-hmm. we'd we like to think that we have a little bit more depth than just having to put Wandell in there exclusively at the running back spot. I, I just feel like we struggle so much with Wandell right now about how to get him into the offense, and I don't know yeah, what an, that is. For an offense that prides itself on getting its playmakers into space, yeah. We really struggle on getting Wandell into space. And to his credit, he's still out there. He's still grinding. He's still taking hits. He's still getting his head ripped off by face masks. Like, that was probably going to be his longest play. And he got face masked and pulled down. But, you know, he's... The the crazy thing is Wandell does look more explosive this year. We just can't get him outside enough to make it happen. Well, I think some of this comes down to... There's just giveaways that seem to happen before the snap. Like Mac, there was a a screen to uh, uh, a side screen to yeah. Wandell, and right before the play, you're sitting there going, "This is a side screen to Wandell." Yeah. You just it was the motion and it was well, the personnel on the field. And Alante Brown up high, two freshman wide receivers, and then down low was like Warner and I can't remember who the other guy. Austin and then, Allen yeah, and then they motion Wandell. I'm like, well, this ought to be a screen. <laughs> Here comes a bubble screen to Wandell, which Bell, you pointed out, we haven't gone crazy about our. Our bubble screens this year. When you telegraph a play that mm-hmm. badly, it doesn't even take a good defense to blow that up, and and that's what happened. And I I gotta tell you, Penn State tackled better than I thought they were going to. They were way more physical on the line. They didn't lay down like I was hoping to once we got up on them. Mm-hmm. And um, they're dirty. <laughs> they're dirty, dirty players. I, yeah. I don't care for any of them. Yeah. What I like to see today, which which kind of referred to, which I really appreciate seeing, was the fact that. They really got the ball north and south a lot better than they have, at least in the first two games, right? There was a lot of stuff to the boundary. Um, but but today we saw a little more north and south, or in my opinion, a lot more north and south. And it, it was kind of encouraging to see. All right. Now, see, we've already kind of done a little bit of the thing that we said we didn't want to do at the beginning, right? This is a celebration. This is a moment, Redcasters, of celebration. We've won the game. And we're not trying to be too hard on We're just trying to critique certain things, right? But Beller, I mean, well, Believe in Fred. We keep calling you Beller. Well, screw it. It's one one of the two. It's Beller or Believe in Fred, right? And look, 
this it was a victory. I mean, despite all the little things that we got to critique and get better in the coaching and everything, we won the game. We won the game. And, that you know, you had referenced earlier that you said just winning the game is important. I think it goes beyond that. And I, I think people should enjoy this game. They should celebrate it. It's been far, you know, and few between. This is a team that's lost seven out of its last eight. Yeah, and you won. Right? And found and every won. way to lose those games, right? Yeah, and found and, and did a lot of, you know, in, in those games, contributed, you know, to those losses themselves, right? Sure. It's more than important. It This was paramount. I mean, this this had to happen for this team. We didn't know if it was going to happen this week, if it was going to happen next week, or, or a year from now. Enjoy it. Don't over-scrutinize it. You know, a yeah. lot of young guys out there. You know, uh, you know, as as PJ would say, you got a lo- <laughs> lot of young guys out there. We've, we've got some youth, but, <laughs> but you saw a lot of good things. Focus on those. Don't focus your energy on the on the the things that. Oh well, this was good, but it could be better. Enjoy this one. Now, then you can focus on all that other stuff. That's Absol- that's just what I'm going to say. Absolutely. Well, let's look at some of the defensive goals that we set before the game. And one of them was to get off the field on third downs, have a 33% or less conversion rate. Um, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, and I don't even really care right now to look it up. It's less. I I know that early in the game for that first quarter, it was about 100%. They were getting a lot of their third downs on us and fourth Mm -hmm. downs right away. But that started to lessen as the game went on for a bit there. And I think that we started to normalize it a little bit. And my point behind that is that I thought that we – made adjustments at time that were well. I mean, at the end of the day, the thing that my biggest concern with the defense was it's not an adjustment. It's not a formation thing. There were just times that they were just flat out blowing us off the ball. Yep. Those are – There were those, those times and there were some – So probably one of our – probably one of our more frustrating tackling games of the year. I mean, sure. they're, they're, we, we missed some tackles. There were We missed some blitzes. Um, they, they certainly they were a physical team. I mean, this is a physical league. I mean, we should no one should be surprised by that. Uh, the defensive line had its hands full the whole game. The linebackers coming up to fill um, again. You know, I, I tell you what. I know you were mad when Honus was starting and and Reimers wasn't. Yeah, but Honus mm-hmm. ended up playing a pretty big role, and Reimer ended up playing a big. Like we're going to need all three of those guys. Yeah. Miller, Honus, and Reimer need to be available for, for the rest of the season. Um, Deontay Williams showing himself to be a playmaker again in the, in the secondary, and he did a better job in coverage. So like, we, you know, we mm-hmm. didn't see him launching anybody. You, you know, Miles Farmer was still getting in there making some plays. So it was just a slog. It was just a big 10 game. Look, nobody wants to go 0-4, which is what, what Penn State just did. And my God, Bella, you're right. Enjoy this victory because O and three is a bitter taste in anybody's uh, mouth. I don't care how I don't care how COVID twenty twenty is. <laughs> that would be a hard pill to swallow, and we don't have to now. And we don't. Have, we don't that, have to do that now. We've got we a quarterback who's undefeated as a starter. Think but, about that, ladies and amazing. gentlemen. The other goal that we had, the last goal that we did from a pregame one was on defense contain Penn State's quarterback number fourteen Clifford. Uh, to have, you know, we kind of said, can we get three or more sacks, and can we hold him to less than three yards rushing? Um, th- those stats don't even end up mattering because basically Clifford ended up not making it through you know the second quarter of the game. And look, if I'm a Penn State fan right now, I'm probably sitting there saying, 
he lost the game for us. If we would have had number seven out there the whole game, uh, you know, we win it, right? Because, I mean, Clifford flat out missed a, a touchdown pass that was open in the end zone. He threw an interception to a guy that was wide open, shouldn't have thrown it, and then he's the, the quarterback that fumbled it that Deontay Williams ends up, you know, picking up and running back for a touchdown. That quarterback cost them huge, right? And if I'm Penn State right now, I'm going to actually put on the, the Redcasters hat for a Penn State fan. They probably feel like they got some things right today. Number seven looks like the QB that they're going to have moving mm-hmm. forward. And who do they play next week? They play Iowa. They play the team that we're going to play in two weeks. And when I watched us in the trenches struggle against Penn State today, my head immediately jumped past Illinois a week from now. My head jumped to the Iowa game where I'm like, oh, no. We're, we, we need to get better in a hurry in the trenches because that Iowa team is going to do the exact same thing Penn State did. Well, part of what I'm hoping for right now is I think I'm hoping Penn State got enough kind of juice from how they came back in this game and that they're not giving up on the season next week Penn State and Iowa play and I hope Penn State rocks them and socks them and gives them you know 60 minutes of football I don't care if they win or lose I just I I want that to be a physical damn game I tell you what though and we gotta get ourselves right there too if they don't it's it's this is the difference between a a win and a loss Bell just like you were saying they're now 0-4 that yeah. completely changes the mentality of that football team. Mm-hmm. So if they don't bounce back, you almost can understand it. Those, like their season has been destroyed. These guys were supposed to be in contention for the East. You know, with Ohio State, you know, maybe have well, a shot. because they have five stars. Well, well top, top ten, right? Well, I mean, they're, coming they're, they're season, a very 10. amazing team, and we yeah. never had a chance to beat them. I get it. Everybody's right. You know, Nebraska's horrible. We're irrelevant. And we have no business wanting to play football. All these things are true, ladies and gentlemen, because we've been told that by your, 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 you know, Twitter warriors like Pat, Pat Fo- Forty. Pat Forty uh, wrote and, a nice tweet today about uh, Luke yeah. McCaffrey. And uh, you know, it's, it's unbelievable, right? But yeah. uh, look, the main thing is we got it turned around in terms of we got the win. It's as ugly at times as it could possibly be, but we held on. We got the win. And it's also as glorious as it could be, right? Yes. Because I mean, it's a W. Hey, we, we opened with a, a home victory. Yeah. you know. And by the way, Husker Nation, hats off to you guys. We I feel like that was the most cutouts I'd seen in anybody's stadium mm-hmm. at the beginning of the we of game. We have another home game now in one week. And I don't know what the rule – or I don't know if the if they've – the athletic department has shut down selling new cardboard cutouts, but my goodness, I hope they have it because buy more. If mm-hmm. Redcasters out there buy more, buy thousands more by next week. Let's by the end of this season, let's find a way to fill up Memorial Stadium with cardboard cutouts because I think that is something that looks amazingly cool on TV. And also, you're, you're not note, seeing though, other teams. It doing should be it. red on both sides. I feel like that's a big opportunity to miss. <laughs> why? Why is it white on the out on the back side? You know, it doesn't make any sense Fair. from the back camera angle. Fair. Just just a heads up. You know, uh, the athletic department. That's that's an easy fix. I'll help if you need help. I'll spray paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can count in. You can count the red cast in on that one. Um, man, uh, to be able to talk about a victory. I mean, we haven't had a chance the last two weeks to do a rapid reaction, and it wasn't because no, we lost. We, we well, had chances. No, well, really, it wasn't because we lost games. I mean, I, me personally, I've been out of t- out of state the last two games, so we were going to do a, a show tonight, no matter what, and. You know, so it's 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 just satisfying that we get to talk about a victory. And I, we've actually, there's been some very nice fans of ours that are, you know, support other teams in the, in the conference that have texted and tweeted at us and given us congratulations. And I think that's actually, you know, some of, 
it partially feels condescending, and part part of it actually feels like it's it's genuine and sincere. I'll take it. We've won. We've got that first. Good luck being condescending to me today. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We won a game. I can watch other college football games today and a Bud Crawford fight tonight. Go Bud. Um, with enjoyment, you know, my kids aren't going to worry about me being all like, "Oh, Dad's mad for some reason again for a week." You know, it's not going to happen. I'm going to be a really good dad this week. <laughs> you know, also, you get to be happy, right? 11, I do. 11 o'clock time slot, and your rest of your day's not ruined. Ah. You actually get to watch football and enjoy it. All right. Before we leave, though, guys, uh, we've talked about offense. We've talked about defense. I didn't set any specific special teams goals uh, prior to the to the game. And, and really, I should have. Boomer is our special teams coordinator, as everyone knows. But um, special teams came up big today. They really did. Mac, I mean, we hit – Three for three on the field goals, yep. and obviously that's the difference right there in the score. But but believe in Fred. How about that punt at the end of the game that changed the the field position for us? I think it set a good tone for that drive defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had a guy that he had, he had a pretty decent punt early in the game. He, he had one that wasn't as great, and and the fact that when it mattered, which we don't see a lot from this team, we haven't seen. A lot from the Huskers over the last since Frost has been here. Sure, they came up with a huge play at a key time. You know, threw him down around the thirty yard line mm-hmm. and and made a march. Right, you you give them the opportunity to make the mistake. You give them the opportunity um, to turn it over and downs. It was huge, and I'll say paramount again. Right, like what this team has lacked and what they got today is at key times. Um, they got key plays, and that was a key play. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's something that these both of these teams. I'll, I'll talk for Penn State as well here. There's something they can learn and take away from this game to next week. I'm actually interested to watch both teams play next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State ran the ball on us pretty successfully and pretty consistently, and they got down to the red zone on us, and they had that drive where they went 0 for 4 throwing the ball. Yeah. Right there at the the eleven yard line after they ran right down the field on us, and I will I, if I was a Nittany Lion fan, I mean Mac, you know me on the show, you mm-hmm. know run the damn ball, but I don't know what the heck they thought. Yeah, I don't that that's one thing for Penn State, but I would say on the Nebraska side, the one play I love plays that are like third and fives and key plays in a game because that's when you see a coaching staff they have to put their best personnel out there, they have to put their best play out there. You know, you're seeing them at, at having to do the best thing that they do. And when we had that third and five at the end of the game, and Penn State only has one timeout left, and, I mean, we're sitting in the hot tub, and I'm literally saying before the snap, I'm like, the only thing other than, of course, we can't turn the ball over. We can't have a turnover. (laughs) I go, the the worst thing that we could do right now is an incompletion. And when we threw an incompletion, I'm like, you are kidding me. Like, that has to be something that – this staff looks at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they made some improvement in their red zone calling sure. today. I think they, they're getting – and look, I should preface everything with we also were starting a, first, a first-time quarterback yeah. today. This is the first 60 minutes of film in one game session that, that we have now of Luke, and that's amazing, mm-hmm. right? So, again, I'm not trying to over-critique things. I'm just saying that one play call, I'm like, wow, that's not what I would do with Luke, a guy that can move the pocket and stress the defense with his feet. I just yeah. wouldn't want to sit him in a pocket like that. And they, they brought the heat on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, this is definitely a victory with some warts on it. Yeah. And and to me, and just by saying that, that's kind of a victory. Because I would have said we needed to play pretty clean yep. and a pretty flawless game to beat this team, regardless of what their record is. Just based on our history, because I felt like there have been games we've improved 
you know, statistically or situationally and, and still lose these games. And the special teams did show up. You know, we were 100% on our field goal attempts. You know, Cam Taylor-Britt had a nice return at the oh, end yeah, of the game that yeah, set of up course. You know, a scoring drive. You know, our coverage was really good, and we did pin them down a couple times. Special teams, I would probably say, was a net win for us today. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you the last time I would say that. Probably the last time Tanner Lee went 1-0 and as a starter. <laughs> you know, but, but so... So there were some warts on the team today, but we won. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I'm like everything has been so. It's been such this fragile balance of ego and and, and mentality and and perfection just to win a, a game. I mean, it's like ridiculous. So we won mm. the game. We mm. won it at home. It was Penn State. You can take their record and, and do whatever you want with it. Those guys are talented football players. That coach. Is a pretty good coach, yeah. And they came to our house, and they're walking away losers. And I can't tell you how good that feels because yep. being own three right now, I don't care who we play the next week. I don't want to. I, I didn't want to do a show. So I'm really, I'm excited that we get to do a show Monday night and talk about a victory and break it down even further. And we got a, you know, Luke McCaffrey era has begun, and that was even kind of a little bit clunky yeah. at the beginning you know like luke luke had some pressure on him today i think luke found out that it isn't all all roses behind center you know so room to improve i guess is kind of the good news yeah. room to improve a lot of room to improve and a victory i'll take it absolutely you said ego and uh you know we all have egos right and i i you go and listen to our show last week and i called out when i was saying the things i would do on defense oh on third down and rushing situations i would put uh, Caleb Tanner in a rush end spot, which, by the way, they did. But yes. who would I take off? I would take Ben Stilley right off the field because I didn't see the, the pass rush out of him. Well, guess what? Who Who's the guy getting the sack on the fourth down at the end of the game here? Mm-hmm. And, and but ben, it's, it's Ben Stilley, but it's the whole team, right? It's I mean, the whole they, team. but but The whole team did a really I – mean, that was a hairy situation. Yeah. And the defense rose up again – a little and, love to Chenander. Don't let Those that go, played. right? Don't let that don't go. Let go. And, the and, fact and, that Chenander um, got that defense in a position where – you know, they had been slightly abused for most of the game. And uh, they took the middle away. And, but they made uh, yeah. him earn it. Like, Penn State, yes, Absolutely. I think they whipped us on the line. Well, Very late. Whipped they us, took it away. maybe be strong. That time but it was did. tough. Yeah, it, it was, was tough. tough. But we made them earn it all the way down. Even their one long run, it was just like a bad fit by a redshirt freshman, Heinrich, who, who didn't play that much, actually, honestly. Yeah. We didn't see a lot of him. But regardless... We had one bad fit, and and you know they gashed us. And they had that one big pass on us where Nelson could have had the sack. Could have had the sack. Yeah, so could have, would have, should have. So there's, right? there's so. a there's a lot of, and it's a nice blend too. Of you've got DiCaprio out there at the same time that you've got Quentin Newsom out there at the yep. same time you got Cam Taylor Britt out there, and you got Dismuke, and then you've got um, you've got Farmer, Miles Farmer out there. Yeah. So it's like give chances due. That, yeah. that that guy's putting together a team. Give Fisher his yeah. due. Give, and I, give and, Rude. Give you know um, who's the defensive uh, Dawson. And then two Yoda. I'm like, I feel like our defensive unit, man. They, you're right. They learned a lot today, and they scored some points for us, right? And uh, and, and I want and I want to give Stilly the due too because I, I specifically called him out on the last show, and he proved me wrong there. And good, good for you, Ben. I couldn't be happier to see him making that sack there at the end. Everybody, uh, we're so happy. <laughs> so we move on to the next week, and the next game is going to be Illinois, and this is another home game, and and this is a chance to build off of this first win. Now mm-hmm. let's get to 500 next week, right? Mm-hmm. Illinois today they beat Rutgers. Let's get right. Yeah, they beat Rutgers today. And uh, you know this is a chance for us. Let's take this out on Illinois. Let's let's La- get to two and two, and let's uh, you know that Iowa game is looming two weeks from now. Last right? year, 
We traveled down, you and I, and Darren Ivy traveled down to Illinois. Had a great time, yep. great experience. <laughs> a maddening game, but a victory nonetheless. I see no reason. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Columbus. A step That's so much better. A step <laughs> up in this year, you know, progress this year would be that that it isn't a four quarter game. Or that we don't turn it over four times in the oh first half. Oh my gosh. And have some dude with a pop collar talking smack. I can't believe we didn't strangle him. Anyway, um Oh the guy yeah, the guy yeah. at the Illinois game last year, yeah, he was this a line fan that was Bless awful. His heart. Um, I gotta hop in here one second because we've spent a whole lot of time uh, talking about how this makes us feel or or how this should make us feel. We haven't talked about how this has to make those young men feel. Oh, my God, right? yeah. The, the fact, you know, they put in the work. They're the guys, right? We just get to benefit from that. And, and, the, and the staff, right? Just when you want to, if you want to criticize or, or anything like that, just put yourself in that perspective a little bit and go, let's just be happy for them, right? We get to be happy for our own reasons. But think about them, the ones actually doing it. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to keep in mind. That, that's right. It's so cool. At the beginning of the show, we started off with the cheer. You heard that cheer right away. That's the, mm-hmm. That was the, the, the team in the, in the locker room after the game. And what a relief that had to be for them. And, and Bell, that's a really good point, too. And I do appreciate the coverage that FS1 did. Um, it was you know, no secret that Adrian got benched for Luke in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. They didn't spend a lot of time showing Adrian on the sideline yeah. and seeing how he was looking. But I did see Adrian a couple times, and he was involved, mm-hmm. he was engaged, Absolutely. and he was positive. Yep. And, you know, nobody on this on this show is pro-Adrian, pro-McCaffrey, or pro-Huskers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we root for the Huskers, and we root for these young men. But they are young men. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to take sides like... Like, it matters. Like, we just yeah. want the best team out there, and we hope the best for these young kids, and they stay healthy and all that. So, yeah, Bell, good point. Um, super happy for these kids because, my gosh, they've earned it. Well, fellas, I, we have a hot tub out there calling us probably a second time. We've got more more drinks and more more games to prune watch. Hands. He's got prune hands. I mean, there's we're going to go back and enjoy this, right? So, so you know, I'm going to give everyone kind of a parting shot here. And uh, I'll start with you, Mac. You know, just your final thoughts on today. My final thoughts are as follows. We won the game today. Let's move on from there. I don't care. I, I, I think I, Husk guys tweeted something about a score prediction, and I said something like, I don't care if it's one point. I don't care if it's like .5 points. I don't care <laughs> if it's like cow versus goat. I don't even know like how you want to frame a victory. We just needed to win, and we did. We're, we're off – the ledger as far as winless. And I, I here we go. It's here great, we go. It's a great feeling. We're going to win the West. And, Sorry. and believe in Fred. And for those of you that uh, don't follow Believe in Fred on Twitter, again, he's M-E-Beller23 uh, on on uh, on Twitter. And he's a he's kind of our basketball go-to guy. So, I mean, Big this is for you this it's week. been a great oh, week for you, period. Victory, Your right? final thoughts on the game today. But also, hey, we've got a five-star, right? So, you, you know, you know, send us out with some happy news here. So I think in wrap-up for the game, it's like be happy for yourself as a fan, right? But show gratitude to those players and those coaches, yep. you know, as we talked about. Now turning to the basketball <laughs> side, wow, right? Everyone here is five-star, and, and, and you, we've kind of gotten to that point, I think especially as, as football fans too, where knowing that that's big, but for this program, understanding really how big that is. And it's not from the standpoint of – 
you know, you got a Juco who's a former five-star, um, or you have a transfer who is a former five-star. This is a guy at a high school, and, and, and what people think about Hoiberg and, and what we've seen through one year, very limited sample size, it's transfer you, right? Yeah. This shows it's, it, it doesn't have to be transfer you. They, they've talked multiple times. I've listened to lots of things about how it's about the mix of transfers plus bringing in talent. I mean, we're talking a t- top 25 recruiting class right now projected. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in talent. Yeah. And, and, and we're seeing it from the high school level, and we've already seen it from the transfer, transfer level as well. Well, believe in Fred, we are, can't wait to have you back on the show here, uh, maybe a little bit later this season as we get into that basketball season. But, uh, you know, for now, stacking victories. As yeah. for now, uh, you know, we're going to call that a Go Big Redcast. Big Redcast.